Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Well, Merry Christmas again. Thank you for spending your evening with us. Uh, We want to kick off and dive in to tonight's message because we thought it appropriate, not that we just come together and sing songs, have a candle lighting moment, but also to look at God's Word. I titled this evening's message, Set Free. You can join me in Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at a couple verses and spend some time together receiving what God's Word has for us. Verse 10 of Luke chapter 2 says this, But the angel reassured them, those being shepherds in the field, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior. Everyone say, the Savior. Let's say it like we mean it, kids. Come on. Now, we're getting ready to open presents tomorrow. The Savior. The Savior. The Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Church, that is the gospel right there, that Jesus has come some 2,000 years ago to make himself known and to be our Savior, the Savior. He makes it personal, he makes it positive, and he makes it for all people. You might be in here right now thinking, man, the gospel message, the good news that we celebrate every Christmas season isn't meant for you. I got news for you. The most important thing Jesus wants to have with you is relationship with you. With that being said, let's pray together. If you'll bow your heads with me. God, this evening we give you our time. We give you this season, this moment to say thank you for being our mighty God. Thank you for the festivities. Thank you for the fun. Thank you for the great joy and time with the family. But most importantly, thank you for being our Savior. Lord, we give you tonight. We give you the days to come. And may continue to lead us and guide us. In your great and holy name, we all say, amen. Growing up, I come from a coach's home. Uh, My father coached college basketball. I loved sports. I was known as a gym rat. Loved being in the gym. I loved being a part of a college program and seeing everything because I got to see behind the scenes. I got to see the practices. I love seeing the the pregame talk in the locker room. You know, I get excited. You know, I'm a huge Bengals fan, but I'm also a diehard sports fan in all. I love going into the locker rooms and, and seeing the halftime speech when the coach, my father, would be either ripping the team a new one or, or giving them words of encouragement, saying, well done, you're doing great this half. This one particular time, this game was happening, and I went into the, the locker room to hear the inspirational speech. And as I was in the locker room, I was kind of hanging out. The team went to go warm up for the second half. I, I saw this locker, and I was curious. I was five years old at that time. I said, I wonder if my body will fit inside this locker. So I did like every five-year-old would. You have to <laughs> engage with your curiosity, right? Right? So the team left, the coaches left, and I opened the locker and I stepped in. 
and I shut the door. That was the longest hour of my life. For a whole second half of basketball, I was inside, squatted down in a locker, pleading, crying, yelling, trapped, no one there to set me free. I remember the joyous voice, this stern, this deep voice coming right inside the locker room saying, my wife can't find my son. And I knew that was my father's voice. I said, dad, I'm in here. And he comes around and he opens up the locker and he says, what have you been doing? And I remember embracing him saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, every time I go into a locker room, I see the lockers, I walk on the opposite side of that room. (laughs) You know, many times in life, there's moments you feel trapped. Maybe you're like me and you go into the locker and you gave that a shot at one point in your life. But maybe that trap, that stuckness, that moment where you feel like you can't get past the rut you're living in isn't necessarily a a physical uh, stuck, a, a physical moment. But maybe it's bigger life issues. Maybe you get stuck in life because maybe you're, you're trying to climb the ladder and be promoted, but your boss and your managers keep overlooking you. Maybe you feel stuck and you can't get out and you're, and you're struggling and you're screaming and you're pleading and you're like, my marriage is lifeless. My marriage is passionless. What do I do? Do I just give up and, and stop? And you feel just trapped. Or maybe you've been diagnosed with some of the worst news that you've ever could receive, maybe that of a loved one, or maybe you lost someone, and you're sitting there thinking, what do I do? I'm trapped, I'm stuck, and I can't break out. No matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, The news of this Christmas season is that Christmas is a season of salvation. Christmas is a season of salvation. Salvation means freedom. Salvation means when we were trapped, someone is there to set us free. Church, that's the greatest news that we can have. We've been talking about how we've been unpacking and unwrapping Christmas, how it's a moment of celebration, how it's moments of reconciliation, but most importantly, church, it's moments of salvation that Jesus came in order to be our Savior. So no matter what's going on in your life, in Psalms 118, verse 5, the psalmist puts it this way, in my distress, in my problems, in my stuckness, in my trapped moments, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Church, that's good news, personal, positive, and for all people. This evening, I want to spend just briefly give you five ways that Jesus sets us free or offers to set us free. The first one is this. We're free from guilt over the past. 
We're free from the mistakes that have been made. We're free from the convictions and the guilt that we live with. God's forgiveness is more powerful than our past. Some of you need to hear that no matter what you've done, God's forgiveness is greater than any problem that you've caused or ran into. I love hanging out with people that find out that I'm a pastor and maybe we'll be on the golf course or we'll be having dinner somewhere or they'll be new and and they always will maybe drop this line and say, Pastor, if I walked into your church, the walls would crumble. And I always laugh a little bit and they think I'm laughing at their comment and them being wise. But I laugh thinking that they believe their problems, their issues are greater than the almighty powerful God. No matter what you've done, no matter what issue that you've battled, no matter what guilt you're dealing with, God is the answer. And he's given that through his son Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 reads this, for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That you and I could be made right with God through Christ. The Bible, we called this the great exchange where Jesus, this Christmas season, he enters the world some 2,000 years ago, and then 33 years after his birth, he goes to the cross, and he dies for you and I. The Bible is very clear. God's plan is very clear that Jesus wants to have a relationship with us, and he sets us free. Jesus also offers to set us free from the bitterness and resentment that might hold us back. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15 reads this, Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. We have to watch out for one another, look out for one another, making sure there's no bitterness that is taking place in our life. I remember this one story. This father and son were sitting at a Christmas dinner and the son leans over and he says, Dad, why is the food so bitter and cold? Father responds as he looks at his son and says, because your mother put her heart into it. Some of us in here have so much bitterness that's been rooted in our life taken place in our life. So much resentment, missed opportunity, the hurts, the pains, the struggles, that it's harming the relationships that are closest to you, that are so dear to you. My plead and my prayer over you at this moment is that you allow Jesus to come into your life to set you free what might be taking place, what might be hurting and hindering each relationship. We're also set free because Jesus sets us free from the approval of others. See, approval from others is we want to gain favor with them. It's different than our reputation where our reputation is what others say about us. Approval is this chasing that we can't live up to people's measurements in our lives. 
But for good news for us, that's not what we're called to do. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 10, the Apostle Paul puts it this way. Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Our goal is God approving the way I'm living. Is God pleased with what I'm putting out? I like how someone put it, if a Christian, if you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, your search for approval should be over. Your search for approval should be over. Jesus sets us free. Jesus sets us free from number four for us this evening, free from our addictive habits. We say no to that and no to that and no to that and we say yes to him yes to him yes to him john 8 36 says so if the son sets you free and free you are indeed you are truly free so stop trying and start trusting church jesus can set you free we're not designed to carry the burden not designed to carry the weight in fact God gives us that solution found in a baby boy born 2,000 years ago. Jesus sets us free. Jesus sets us free from the fear, from the freedom, from the fear of death. We can believe anything in life when things are going well in life, when things are maybe at a struggle in life, We can have peace. We can know that God is with us. Emmanuel, God is with us. We know that at the worst case scenario, God will see us through. The writer of Hebrews says this in chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die, and for only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in his way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. I don't know what great joy that might bring you tonight. No matter what you face, no matter what you go through, that you can live life 1,000 miles per hour because God is next to you. That's my hope. That's my prayer. No matter what you're faced with, no matter what's taking place, know that Jesus came to set you free. Christmas is a season of salvation. I want to bring your attention to this card. We have our communication card. Maybe you're in here looking for a home church. Maybe you're searching and you're perplexed and you're in the middle of some life crisis and you're trying to figure out what is your next step. Or maybe you've just kind of been on the sidelines in life and you're not plugged into a church. I want to invite you to take a look at our communication card. They're at our hub out in the lobby. Fill it out. We would love to help you find a home church. We'd love to walk with you on your faith journey. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, 
here in just a moment, we'll pray to receive him as the leader of our life for those who want to pray with me. But fill it out, take a moment, and ask God, God, I want to be set free. Allow me to have a relationship with your son, Jesus. That's what I'm searching for. That's the missing piece of the puzzle. Because ultimately, we can be trapped. There can be things that come in our life and we're confused and we're perplexed. But he's given us the answer, church. Jesus, the reason for the season in this Christmas time. So I'm going to ask you, bow your heads with me as we pray. Lord, you see the individuals in this place. You see our hearts. Lord, for those making a decision to follow you, you're very clear on what we need to do to begin that relationship. And we're praying that right now for those who are searching for a relationship with you, who know they need to be, get in the game, that they don't want to be trapped anymore. They don't want to be mixed up and messed up and dealing with bitterness and addiction. And they don't want to live in fear, but they want to live with trust. Lord, we pray this prayer over those that they may open up their hearts, that you forgive them of their sins, that they ask for forgiveness of their sins, that they make you the Lord and leader of their life, that you believe, that they believe that three days later that you raised your son Jesus from the grave, conquering death, conquering disease, conquering sin, and given us a new destiny and a new eternity. Lord, we pray that prayer. Move in here this evening. Move with each family. Move with each family member and friends and be with our neighbors. Lord, we give you this moment right now. And in your great and holy name we say, amen.
Jesus was born, the parents didn't have to struggle with a name because they were told what that name was. Because the angel clearly said to Mary, you're going to call him Jesus. Joseph and Mary knew that. Every other thing that we used to ascribe to him is a title. We've, we've sung them through the carols. Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Lord, Jesus the Messiah. His name is Jesus. There's a title that is given to him throughout scripture and it's called, he's the light of the world. And he came into this dark world to bring the light of God's presence. And tonight we have candles. We're going to light them. What we're gonna signify is recognition that Jesus came as the light of the world. And then in scriptures we're told, you and I are the light of the world because we are to take his light, make it our light, and then share that light with others to take care of the darkness. So I'm gonna light a candle. We're gonna have some other people come. They'll light off mine, light off yours. We're gonna take the time to do that. We'll sing as we do it. Now, some of you have good intentions to help us. We don't need help. Just, we'll be okay. We're not in a hurry. So we're going to light a candle to remind us that the light is coming to the world and to remind us that we are also the light of that world. Radiant beams from thy holy 
Jesus, we thank you for coming into this world. We thank you for this season that we have to celebrate your birth. You brought light into darkness. You brought that light into our hearts as we reopened it up to you. And we have the privilege of taking that light and sharing it with others. Thank you for this season. And thank you for all you've done. We're grateful people today. We love you and give you praise for it all. In thy name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for being here tonight. There'll be a receptacle at the back as you go out. You can throw these away if you want to. And uh, we just want to thank you for everything. Now, on the back of your program are some announcements that we want you to get. So please take note of what's there and read them and look at them. And as always, we just want to thank you for your giving. Uh, there's opportunities to give on your way out. Just one little quick thing. We were able to give over 240 presents out to people of our church and to Bayshore Elementary because of your goodness and your blessings. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for giving. On behalf of all of us here at the Faith Assembly, thank you for coming tonight. God bless you. Have a very Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.